You're waking up with Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1. There was a show Dustin Lynch was doing uh, about two weeks ago. It was one of those festival deals. So he decides he takes his uh, his road crew out, and they just start going through the parking lot. People are out there camping, waiting for the gates to open and stuff, and he joins some people under the tent. They're playing cornhole and beer pong. And it was five or six minutes before they realized who he was. <laughs> like he's out there. He's helping, right? He's setting up the tables and stuff. And they, oh, my God, it's Dustin Lynch. <laughs> I wish more artists did that. Yeah. You know, I think that of, of any fan base, country fans would be the most appreciative and not, they wouldn't like, you know, could like glom onto them. Uh, John Party does that. He'll, yep. he'll go out in a golf cart. Brothers and, Osborne does and, that. Oh, do they? Yeah, they've been out a few times playing beer pong or flip cup with with people out in the crowd. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad the country artists are listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting out there. <laughs> Back to your big question for the Carrie Underwood tickets. It was 41 years ago today, August the 16th, in the year 1977. But I wasn't around then. That's okay. I bet you know this one. That a musical legend, a music legend icon passed away. The news shocked the world. Name that person. Hi there, Kiara. Go ahead. Elvis Presley. You're right. You got it. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I love that she won because she called on Monday. She didn't win, and she sounded about like that. And I, I asked her off the air. I said, do you normally get up at this time? She said, no. I set my alarm because I'm trying to win these tickets. <laughs> and she is a freshman, I believe, at Roseville High School. It paid off, Kiara. Nice job. We have one more pair of tickets to give away tomorrow morning. So stand by for that. And in the meantime, 41 years ago. 41 years, yeah. And we, you and I, years ago, we went to Graceland. If you've never been, it is definitely worth the visit. It's, um, we did get in a little bit of trouble. We got in trouble. Yeah. What happened? Well, because... We were in the downstairs area where Elvis had how many TV sets? I can't remember now. I think it was six. He had a bunch of TVs. Like, and they were also, this is in the day before cable release. Six TVs in one room. Right, okay. He, so he could watch all these different channels. Sure, yeah. okay. And I think one of the TVs he actually shot out with a gun once. Yeah, he, was, he didn't like what he was watching. So instead of change the channel because the remote was too far away, just yeah. boom, you're done. I'm Elvis. <laughs> so, so they were talking about how, you know, when he passed away, he passed away on. He was on the toilet. toilet. And that his girlfriend at the time came downstairs and found him. And as we're passing the room, because this is a guided tour, and there are certain places you can't go, there's a a sliding wooden door, and behind that is a toilet. And Tom says, that's where it happened. Yeah, because it was was like the the, the little kind of half bath off of the family, or like the downstairs family room area. Okay, yeah. You know, it's it's the one where if you were watching TV, that's the one you would probably use. And it was just kind of discreet and off to the, the side. So, so Tom goes, I think that, that's probably where it happened. I said, you're probably right. So we opened the door to, to step in, and we got yelled at, and that was <laughs> that was the end of our tour. We were told if we did anything like that again, we would be asked, be asked to leave Graceland. So <laughs> Okay, very nice. We, we, we minded our manners for the rest of the tour. <laughs> but we were the only ones on the tour that saw where it really happened, yeah. so I felt good about it. Exactly. All right. That's right. <laughs> I made it all the way into the bathroom. Pat almost did. He was about halfway in. None of that surprises me whatsoever. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't look a little weird. <laughs> I say, what are those two doing? What's your biggest work frustration? We got on this yesterday because one of the things that that we all have to do here at work, besides our regular air shifts, which we love, and different things, one of the things that's kind of new in the past year or so is what they call blogging. 
go and you find a story and you write about it and you include a video and pictures and stuff like that and you throw it up on the website and then on our Facebook page. And the thing about blogging is you can only use certain pictures. We have a deal with an outfit called Getty Images. You may have heard of them. And there's a certain subscription. And a lot of times you'll have this great story about the baby deer that was saved in the fire, the cow fire. And um, I typed in baby deer. And the first picture that came up was a cat. <laughs> that That's our sense. biggest work frustration oh, so right now. The, and on the grand scale of frustrations, it's it's minute compared to what some people have. It's pretty yeah, laughable. True. So we asked on Facebook, what's your number one work frustration? And it, hands down, it's lazy coworkers. Yeah. That was the number one answer. People who don't do their jobs, and then you have to cover for them, or you have to do their job, right. and somehow they still keep their job. I'm not sure how that happens. Yeah. Uh, and then there are also uh, things like no recognition, perks, rewards, promotions, uh, no say in, in like, the, the direction of the company, lack of communication. Here are some of our favorites. Amanda says... My work frustration? Male contractors that come into my counter thinking, I don't know what I'm talking about. Excuse me, do you want your permit? <laughs> okay, good one. That's all she nice. has to say. And Ashley said, people who talk themselves up but do not actually do the work. Angela fires right back with, isn't that called an interview? <laughs> <laughs> there are some great answers. Check it out on our Facebook page at KNCI Pat and Tom. We saw your work frustrations on our Facebook page. Uh, but how do they compare with the top work frustrations nationwide? According to a nationwide survey, here are the top five things that irk people at work. Work irks at number five. <laughs> Cute. Pot stirring coworkers who just are looking for drama. Oh, yeah. We I know a, the type. We have a few of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, messy or lazy coworkers. Yeah. Typical. No input as to the direction of the company. Not being asked. Maybe you've been there for a long time. You know the company inside and out, but higher-ups don't really value your opinion. They don't seek it out. And maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a reason they're not asking you. Could possibly be, but <laughs> yeah. that's one of the complaints. And number two, I think we can all relate to this, email overload and senseless emails. <sighs> yes. <laughs> just blogs. Excuse me. Sorry. Yes. Yes. And number one, number one, I, and I think we're pretty good in this building. We don't have too many unnecessary meetings, but there are a lot of businesses, a lot of companies that do. Yeah. Where you just go and you just breathe the air for an hour and you nothing know, gets done. When we worked for CBS, there were a lot of unnecessary videos that we had to watch. And yeah. by that, I mean they were all compliance videos. And once you've seen them, you've seen them. Right. However... But you had to watch them once a quarter. Right. Yeah, you didn't have to go back and watch them again and again and again and again and again. And apparently, the head of CBS didn't watch the one about or pay attention to the one about <laughs> yeah. sexual harassment. You mean the one that he uh, videoed the introduction for? Yes. Oh, that one. <laughs> I got, remember it. Then he got popped for that. Oh, wait. Yeah. Right, fabulous. Oh, new country. One 105.1. Happy birthday to Dan of Dan and Shay. He turns 31 today. Every single album Kenny Chesney released on his former label, Sony, has now been certified either gold or platinum. And that covers 20 albums between the years of 1995 and 2017. Can you imagine looking at 22 years of your career and going, yeah, everything went gold or platinum? Wow. Yeah, I wish. During a recent Q&A on Twitter, Mayor Morris opened up about her marriage, children, and a bizarre experience involving French police, which she didn't give too much detail about at the time. Since then, fans have been wondering what she did to nearly get arrested. Well, we finally have her answer. She finally explained writing. Another artist who shall not be named for her protection jumped the Metro uh, turnstile, and the cops thought it was me who did it, and I had to pay 300 euros. 
Who's the other artist? I don't know. She Come won't on. say. I know. Tell Spill us. the tea, Marin. Somebody who owes her 300 euros. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Marin, it's amazing what you can find when you clean out your truck. She posted a photo yesterday on social media of a note card her husband, Ryan Hurd, found this weekend cleaning out his truck. It's the 3 by 5 card she dot- jotted down her acceptance speech on just in case she won the 2016 CMA New Artist of the Year Award, which she did. She said she'd given up looking for the note card. She figured it was gone for good. Uh, on it, you can see her notes reminding herself to thank her label, her family, God, country radio. Uh, she said she's going to take much better care of it this time around. Breaking news. Yeah. Um, hate passing this along, and it's not completely unexpected because she's been in hospice care for several days. But uh, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, has passed away. Uh, at her home in Detroit, 76 years old. She'd been in failing health for quite some time. And, you know, even though we're a country station, this is a woman who transcended all genres and formats. Simply one of the greatest voices of all time. She, You know, there aren't too many people, when you think about the music business and how many thousands of people have entered it. There aren't too many people that you know by their first name. You hear their first name, you know exactly who you're talking about. Iconic songs like Respect, Think, Freeway of Love. And I'm just touching probably on three of 3,000 that she did. She um, she led one of those lives of privacy, but yet at the same time, even before social media, her, her life was very, very public. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of details when she was growing up that weren't so great that were put into books early on in her career. But even at age seven, she had perfect pitch, and she could play... Just about any song on the piano. Can you imagine? What were you doing when you were when you were seven? Uh, not bad. Just an absolute gift from God. Her voice was uh, an influence on so many singers, and I just pass this along from Martina McBride. You know who was has you know on her own one of the greatest voices of all time. She tweeted a couple of days ago that she was praying for Aretha, and I love the way she puts this. She said, "Quote: Aretha has been a daily inspiration to me as a singer to be that open channel to let the music flow through me to always just know where to go and where to take." A song brilliant that's pretty well put right there aretha franklin gone at the age of 76 cody's got a blog about it and check that out at kncifm.com ever had a dumb fight i think we all have but this might be the dumbest happened at a golf tournament where tom was and it was over one of those gift baskets of <laughs> jams and jellies this happened on saturday a couple of my former high school classmates we do this charity golf tournament and uh it, it was a raffle prize and it was like homemade jams and jellies and these two guys who were both football players in high school let me just it, stop you right there yeah. these two guys 54 year old men were fighting over jams and jellies in a okay. basket they were handing out the uh the raffle prizes and they set the gift basket of jams and jellies down in front of keith and ken thought they were his <laughs> They started going back and forth, and this is while I'm up doing a live auction for this event. All of a sudden, I see Ken, who's a big guy, stand up, and he starts poking Keith in the chest, and he's cursing at him, and and I have no idea what's going on. I couldn't, like, stop. And then the one guy left, and then they stared daggers at each other for a little bit, and then afterwards, when I found out what it was about, I was like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing ever. They never actually came to blows, and one of the dudes finally apologized, and Keith did go home with his jams and jellies. So it all worked out. Well, for Success. Ken, you can tell Ken, 
He can get an 18-ounce jar of grape jelly at Walmart for a buck sixty-eight. <laughs> I'm seriously considering thinking there is an actual Jelly of the Month Club online, and I'm thinking seriously about getting each of them a subscription for Christmas. That would be fantastic. So we asked on Facebook, what's the dumbest thing you've ever seen adults fight about? A lot of this stuff uh, turns out to be relationship-oriented. Tara from Elk Grove says, my boyfriend and I have lived together for over a year. At night when I sleep, I hug a pillow. I always have. Guess who got jealous? For real. Over a pillow? That's no, awesome. No, Tom, the fact that she was hugging a pillow. <laughs> and then Sarah from Galt says, dreams. I dreamed he cheated on me. I was mad at him for three days. Stupid, I know, but still. I, could, I think that happens a lot. Uh-huh. I bet it does. I've woken up mad before for, for different things. Sonia, Sonia says she saw two grown men, get two grown women, sorry, two grown women get in a knife fight. Oh, who was going to date her dad? By the way, they were sisters. And guess who was what? loving that? Her dad. <laughs> National Tell-A-Joke Day. So, oh boy, here's some good ones you can oh no. share at the office. What's Beethoven's favorite fruit? Banana. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I got fired from my job at the bank today. Oh, no. What happened? Well, an old lady came in and asked me to check her balance, so I pushed her over. I like that one. <laughs> Cody? What do you call a fish with no eyes? What? <laughs> this is awful. Okay, I think, we're, I think we're done here. I was sitting in traffic the other day. That's probably how I got run over. <laughs> you know, my grandfather, he's got a heart of a lion and a lifetime ban from the New York Zoo. Why does Snoop Dogg carry an umbrella? Why? Why? Oh, drizzle. <laughs> you know, a communist joke isn't funny unless everybody gets it. <laughs> you know, it's also National Rum Day, which might have made that last segment a little funnier. Yeah. This maybe. Bear walks into a liquor store. It is National Tell-A-Joke Day, but this isn't the start of a bad joke. It really happened in Bristol, Connecticut. Surveillance video shows the furry fellow walking up to Crazy Bruce's liquor stand and stepping on that pad that automatically opens the door. Luckily, the clerk at Crazy Bruce's was pretty swift on his feet. He made it over to a secondary set of doors and locked them before the bear could get inside the store itself. Nobody was hurt. In fact, one guy even came into the store while the bear was trapped in the foyer. Game authorities were called, but before they could arrive, the the critter stepped on that automatic pad. Again, the door opened. He made his way back outside, scampered off to a nearby wooded area, probably to tell his disappointed buddies he wasn't able to get that 12-pack they wanted. The video is on our website. Probably also telling him, Crazy Bruce is mean Bruce. He wouldn't (laughs) let me in. You can go bungee jumping with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Will Smith is turning 50 next month. And he's running a contest where you can go to his birthday party. And I'm offering you and a guest the chance to come party with me on my birthday. I'm telling you, come, you hang, we have some lunch. I'm going to be bungee jumping out of a helicopter over the Grand Canyon. Yeah, that, uh, bungee so, jumping, number one, number two, over over the Grand Canyon, just a helicopter? When he says come hang, he means literally. Because yeah, yeah. you don't Good have God. to do that part if you don't want. You can just go if you happen to win. Oh, and it's a $10 donation for Education Can't Wait, which is a worldwide thing, and oh, he really cool. believes in so it. Is this through his website? Yes. In fact, you can get all the information on our webpage right now at kncifm.com. Pat and Tom. New Country 105.1.